Hey y'all, Chaz here. Just wanted to let you know, this is going to be a little bit different of an episode. In fact, it is our first official guest on the People Purpose Podcast. We wanted to make it special for you as Julie and I prepared and have worked countless with multiple teams in the background, but I think you'll be really excited as we approach this new series, our E-series, or executive series, where we have a roll-up-your-sleeves conversation to get to know executives, not for their title or not for their leadership specifically within their business, but for you to understand the human side of what it takes, and more importantly, the lessons that these individuals learned along the way in their career journey. We hope you enjoy. Have a listen to our wonderful first guest, a dear friend of both Julie and I, CEO of UKG, Mr. Chris Todd. Hey. Thanks for being here. Yeah. <laughs> it's good to be um, here. I, I know that uh, you know when when Chaz and I uh, started th- this podcast, this was one of our our, our dreams uh, to be able to interview folks like yourself. And uh, welcome. Yeah, welcome, Chris. It's, it's really cool. Yeah, it's really cool because we've talked about this for two years. Approached yeah. about two years ago, and you're like, "Sure, let's do it." <laughs> so it's a you issue, not me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's definitely not you. Yeah. By the way, getting on your calendar is about impossible. I don't know if you're running a big company or not anything, that. but like, give me a freaking break. Not here, um, you know, but but what we want to do and just make this special, and we called it an E series, not an executive series, but for our listeners, you know, a lot of times what we've witnessed over the course of however long we've been doing this show, UKG is different, right? Mm-hmm. Like UKG is different. Mm-hmm. And I remember us talking in London and I told you, actually, I think it was after when you talked to the interns and I followed up after you, right. I said, we need more of that, right? right? Like the roll up your sleeves, you know, Chris Todd, the CEO, but there's more to Chris Todd than being a CEO. So talk to us a little bit about your upbringing. Tell yeah. us a little bit about like, you know, how did you go from, well, I know your story or at least a little bit of it, but you know, the who, the where, the surroundings, maybe a memorable moment that yeah. you're like, maybe one day I can be a CEO. What was that like? Yeah. Where are you from? Talk through that. Yeah. I, I, um, um, well, did, I'll, I'll tell you the story, but to disappoint you at the end of the story, <laughs> I didn't know, I didn't know what a CEO was. So there's like no point, sure. there's yeah. no point at that phase of my life. I'm like, I could maybe be a CEO, and I'll right. sort, of, sort of tell you why as we go. But I grew up in a town called Marion, Marion, Ohio, uh, which was a small sort of small town in Ohio, yeah. about an hour north of Columbus. Still yeah. small, still is, yeah, still small. And um, you know, I'm of a certain age that I grew up there in the late '70s and through the '80s. So I'm a class of '88 high school sure. kid, yeah. and you know, that it was a time and a place, right, right, right. right? It was a time and a place with four TV channels. It's not like you had a choice, right? Right. And no social media <laughs> right. and no one, no one keeping track of you and all that nonsense that you see on, you know, Instagram these days, you know, yeah. you know, these 10 things, if you, if you remember these things, you were trying the eighties, right? Those things actually, <laughs> I remember. We, right. We rolled around in the cars yes, and no one paid attention to us. <laughs> yeah. And you know, you just had to be home in time for dinner right, and right. look, it's getting dark. And, um, um, but in hindsight, and I think maybe this is why people people 
um, you know, tend to reminisce about those days. But in hindsight, it was a great way to grow up. Yeah. It was a great way to grow up. It was a small town. Yep. And that comes with a certain lack of worldliness and a certain lack of perspective. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know what a CEO was. Right. But um, there were plenty of activities. And everybody in the town knew everyone, yep. and which for me meant that I, I for sure felt cared for. Mm -hmm. I for sure had relationships with adults. Um, I was for sure connected to teachers mm -hmm. and coaches and my friends' parents. And, yeah. um, it was a sort of tight community for me in that way. And it was for many. That's it was for many. And it wasn't, um, it wasn't um, you don't want to sugarcoat, that wasn't perfect for everybody. But it was it was it was great for me. Yeah, it was great for me, and I and I was I was sort of blessed in many ways that we didn't have a ton of money. Mm -hmm. um, but I do know that I was I was blessed in the sense that I came from a family where my parents were married. That's right. Right, as we all know, that's a huge step up. It's big. Uh, we didn't have food insecurity. That's right. right. That's a huge step up, which means you know we were able to focus on things like school and sports and yeah. friendships, and so it was very emotionally and psychologically. Healthy. Sure. So it was a great way to grow yeah. up. What sports did you play? I played um, I played soccer all the way through high school. Okay. I played baseball all the way through high school. And I played basketball through my sophomore year in high school, whereupon my parents let me quit. Yeah. Um, <laughs> if I promised I would find another activity <laughs> right. to fill right. the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I wasn't sitting around on my that That's right. That did work. <laughs> it's so funny because you mentioned several memorable moments there. So you and I have actually talked about this. I come from a similar background. But I'm marrying Indiana, right. right? Marrying Indiana. But what I find so interesting about those memorable moments between us is there were so many people to hold us accountable there because, were. you know, somebody says, oh, you know, Chris may be out there doing something he's not supposed to yeah, as yeah. a high school kid. Yeah, yeah. Your dad already knows about it before right. you walk in the door, <laughs> right? And that's what's so interesting about it because you, you go through all of these different phases of life or, you know, you, you grow up in a small town as we both did. And I'm kind of with you. I didn't really ever think, oh, CEO or podcast host or future leader of right. whatever. It was just, hey, go do your schoolwork. Yeah. You know, make sure you're a good human being. Yeah. And don't Treat others. Back. And don't, yeah, yeah. My good. Don't do that. Yeah. Right. Right. So Jules, what about you? And my dad really knew. My dad ran the local YMCA. Okay. And so he, if it wasn't a school activity, right. All the activities in town were YMCA activities. Yeah. And so he really did know. And so I've said this before <laughs> between, between my dad, the high school principal and the chief of police. Right, they knew everything. It's the triangle. So, right. yeah. so here, let's bring that full circle. Yeah. You'll love this. Uh, just a, a few weeks ago, I had the opportunity to speak to all of the CHROs of YMCA's. No. She did. Oh, yeah, and because cool. they're a customer. Uh, well, yeah, some right, of them are customers. customers. Yeah, some of them are customers. Right. And those who are not, we would love for them to be. Yeah. Uh, but um, yeah, it was uh, that's full circle for you. So yeah. yeah, I was in front of all of them. It was fantastic. I've and, been following that implementation closely. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. exciting. They're Great. I mean, different topic, different day, but the yeah. YMCA and their mission is incredibly powerful and how they've adjusted the sure. mission of the organization over time. But I love tying it back to the, the to, to your story, yeah. right? That's so cool. That's they so love cool. Ready, too. I implemented one when I started in services. A yeah. YMCA when I started in services, which yeah. is really cool. So what was your first job ever? My first job ever, I was a lifeguard. Awesome. Like had to show up, schedule in place. Yeah. Yeah, Fair Park Community Pool. Okay. Two two fifty an hour. Oh, too big money. But <laughs> big money. you couldn't eat the snacks for free. But if the snacks were broken, you could eat them for free. And so we looked for the most popular snack was the pretzel. 
Right, okay. the dipped in cheese. Uh, oh yeah. So yeah, you yeah, would yeah. go looking for broken pretzel. The ballpark parts. cheese, though. The ballpark <laughs> cheese. Yes, sir. Yeah, yeah, yes, yeah. Sir. yeah the ballpark sure, cheese. Yeah, two fifteen hours sitting sitting at Fairpark Pool. <laughs> That's and awesome. the um, but speaking of small town, you know who ran the you know ran the Fair Park Pool in the summer was the guy who was the one of the guidance counselors. Oh and yeah, the high yeah, yeah, wrestling coach. Yeah, right? like all, all teachers always have. Yeah, teachers always have the same job. Yeah, yeah. And how's he going to staff this pool? Yeah, he's going to wander around the hallways. <laughs> Who do, I, who do I trust to save a young person's and life? Figure, uh, I saw some spectacular. Oh, you should have seen myself. <laughs> One kid fell down running around the pool. And Coach Mack, of course, is the yeah. gym coach. And <laughs> he was going to save that tooth. And so he grabbed oh, that so kid nice. and grabbed that tooth and rinsed it off and jammed it right back in his mouth and off to the hospital there. <laughs> That's amazing. Left us all horrified, but he saved the tooth. Did you ever go, like, try and cut off an end of a hot dog so you could get, like, the... I you know, uh, Okay, I mean, you know. Hey, when you're, when you're a hungry high school student playing three sports, I'm telling you. Yeah. What are things that I... Places I never thought this conversation would go for Broken 100. Yeah, no, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> so, okay. So, uh, you know, I, I guess we want to kind of get into just a little bit regarding your career path. Yeah. Where, in, in a nutshell, where did it go from there? So you started as the lifeguard, 250 yeah. an hour, and then off Where you did go? it go from yeah. there? <laughs> oh. So it, what the, the, a few things happened to me along the way that were extraordinarily lucky. Okay. Um, one of them was that um, because of this community, yep. because of this community, I absolutely had teachers who were looking out for me in my, and started in middle school, but really throughout high school, who, who pushed me, mm-hmm. who encouraged me to go in different directions, who, who sort of promoted certain activities sure. and, and really, really sort of pushed me. Yeah. And um, I remember you mentioned at the beginning, like other specific moments, like I remember specific conversations I had with specific teachers who told me to do X and I went and did X and then that had outcome Y. Right. And then at the end of high school, I was lucky enough to get into Harvard. That's cool. And that was, that was life changing for me. Sure. Um, it was life changing and all the sort of obvious reasons that come with a school with that sort of name. But beyond that, it was just, it was, I'd never really been to a city. Mm -hmm. I'd never been overseas. Yeah. Um, I'd never lived in a place like that. I never met kids like that. And so it was incredibly... It's a culture shock a little bit too, wasn't it? Complete culture yeah. shock. Complete yeah. culture shock. And yeah. so that was, um, that was like one big step. And so that's when, you get, oh, that's when you're exposed to a whole variety of different possibilities. So to go back to Chad said earlier, when did you want to be CEO? I didn't know a CEO from a hot right. rock. Right. Still, you start hanging around people in a place like that and you start to figure it out. You start to figure it out a little yeah. bit. That's great. And that process, like, were the, was there anybody who stuck out that you felt was a really good mentor along the way? Like, we know the mentor yeah. story for you and, you, you know, for here, but, and you can share about that. That's okay. But like along the way from high school and obviously getting into Harvard is not an easy feat, which by the way, our producer, Cecily also went, you should I know talk about yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, But with, who, who was like the pivotal teacher, the mentor along the way that was like, that's the person that made the difference. Does that make sense? Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah for sure. There were, um, there were a bunch. Yeah. Right. There were a bunch. There was Mr. Gatchel who taught cool. me how to write and Mrs. Kaiser who taught me how to read and write. That's cool. Um, and um, Mr. Rapp who put it, who really pushed me in math in ways that I hadn't been pushed before. Yeah. You know, on, 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 on. Yeah. Like they yeah, were... Yeah. They were sort of extraordinary teachers, mm-hmm. um, and I had some extraordinary coaches. Mm-hmm. Beyond way, be I had very, very limited athletic abilities. Yeah, um, Me but, too. but okay. they yeah. were um, um, 
But despite that, there were coaches who sort of pushed me and taught me the power of discipline and taught me not to talk back and taught me the power of working hard and taught me that if I did all those things, despite my wildly limited abilities, yeah. I get to play. Interesting. And sometimes I get to start. And you, you through that, learn the value of hard work. Sure. Right? Part of the reason I stopped basketball after second, sophomore year was I was horrible. Yeah, I was horrible. There's some self awareness, right? right? <laughs> but I played a lot as I went because I, I just I worked I just worked as hard as anyone on the team despite yeah. those you know, it's kind obvious of obvious deficiencies. Yeah, well, it's just, I mean, I think I think probably similar for Julie because we all played sports, right? And Julie, I mean, you still play to this day, I do. right? You still play this day. It's the there's a, collection. Yeah, it's, a, <laughs> it's the discipline, right, Jules? Well, for me, it's uh, I see a lot of similarities with work and with sports, right. um, with the teamwork, with the uh, being humble, with uh, knowing your role. I right. mean, there's lots of different things. I think for me personally, uh, that's that prepared me for for leadership roles in HR and. and uh, to, to really be part of a team. And that's how I feel here at UKG. I feel like it's a big team. Um, and, uh, you know, it's, it's great. So I think you're right, by the way. I still, despite the fact that, you know, my athletic career ended <laughs> 35 years ago, uh, despite some wildly successful intramural time, I still, like you do, I draw on lessons. Mm-hmm. Right. And I think about it. Yeah. I dream about it more than I should, believe it or not. Right? Mm-hmm. Those are still the things that are in your just in your your makeup. Completely off script here. Do you talk to any of the high school friends that you played with still to this day? To this day, I was texting with them this morning. That's cool. Amazing. That's so cool. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I did a um, I did a Midwestern football road trip with my brother and my two best friends from high school. That's cool. Um, how did you go watch ago. play football in the Midwest? Pardon me? Who did you go watch play football in the Midwest? Well, so... <laughs> I was say, Indiana for New no, it's Ohio State. Ohio State, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Obviously. so we went to Notre Dame for the Ohio State-Notre Dame game. Oh, that'd be fun. And as an appetizer the night before, we went to watch the Wisconsin-Purdue game. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then to polish it off, because we've got to fly home, you got to go somewhere on Sunday. Yeah. <laughs> um, we went to Detroit and watched the... Of Falcons play the Lions before flying home oh on gosh. Sunday night. We went on a bender. It was yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I, I wish, I wish. By the way, no man bender, no beer. Right, right, right. right. I, I wish we could. Uh, I wish we could talk about sports the entire time. I know, here. I know. Um, but I, 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 no, no. Well, I'm not saying that out loud. But um, I do want to ask just a couple of questions regarding your leadership today and your role at UKG. Obviously, um, regarding some of the biggest challenges that you faced as a leader in your yeah. position today. Um, you know, maybe uh, just, you know, what have you learned um, in yeah. the past year or so that you didn't expect to have to, you know, handle in this position? Is there anything that you could share? Yeah, there are a couple things. A couple of things. The hardest thing about this role is balancing the employees mm-hmm. and the customers mm-hmm. and the shareholders. So the stakeholders, yeah. Right. Getting all three of those and keeping all three of those in balance. It's hard. It's hard. It's a lot of work. Mm-hmm. It's it's a lot of work, and it takes. And it's not just a lot of work. It takes a lot of emotional energy. Sure. And it takes a lot of working with the team, and it mm-hmm. takes a lot of talking with the team um, to make sure that we're all sort of aligned and coordinated, and we've got the balance right. Mm-hmm. Because we need to do an exceptional job in all three of those areas. Yeah. Um, and if anyone gets out of whack, you you feel it. Right. You feel it, and so I'd say that's the like day to day. That's the hardest thing. To make sure it stays in balance. One of my great mentors, Barb Blasich, here, yeah. here at UKG, you know, she she gives me great advice on things like rise above it. Like how 
in, in these types of scenarios and the weight that you clearly must carry for these, like how do you rise above some of the noise or balance those three things? Yeah. Right. That's a, I mean, that's a big responsibility obviously, yeah. but if you're feeling the weight and I know your heart and where you're at with all of this, like how do you rise above it? Like how do you rise above the noise? What I know is that it's not, um, well, sometimes it can feel personal. Sure. It's not personal. Right. It's not personal. I have an obligation to UKG. That's right. And I have an obligation to this organization on behalf of you and everyone else who works here and the and those other two mm-hmm. sort of super important constituencies to balance those the best that I can. Mm-hmm. As you go along that path, you make decisions that any one of those three aren't going to like. Yeah. That's the job. Sure. That's the job description. And it's actually <laughs> not it's well it feels personal yeah. and and people at times will personalize it it's not personal yeah it's not personal and and when pe- and and i think when we have an opportunity to communicate people right. have to say but they understand that yeah people understand yeah. what do you like to do to de-stress i do so one thing that, that sort of may be surprising to people given the nature of this job i'm an introvert um, and I'm a, I'm a real introvert. You said that. Yeah, yeah. You said that a lot. Yeah. And so, well, this is, this is enormously fun for me. Sure. And I'm having a ball. Um, <laughs> but it's also easier than normal because I've known you both for a long time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we're old friends. Right. Yeah, and yeah, so, yeah. And so it's, um, but despite that, this takes energy. Yeah. Sure. And so I've become really, as I've gone through my career, I've become better and better and better. And, yeah. and in the last year and a half in this, in this role, I've become very good mm-hmm. and very thoughtful about when and how I need to unwind yeah. and when I need to be quiet and how I'm quiet. And I structure my, um, and men, I structure my weekend around being quiet. That's great. Um, I structure my free time each day around activities that, that sort of refill my cup that way. And so sure. a lot of that's by reading, a lot of that's by puzzles. It's like typical introvert, quiet person yeah. activities. That's yeah. that's awesome. That, and I think that's great advice for some of our listeners too, to make sure that you're finding things. And I've talked about that before right. with, with HR, you know, with the conversations I have with, with uh, customers and, and, and potential customers every day, it's HR folks are feeling that pressure, you know, that kind of taking care of everyone else, you know, they, it's focusing on yourself and how important that becomes. I think that's fantastic advice. You're right. It's okay to know who you are. Sure. Right. And it's okay to take time for yourself because so much, so many of us think that that's a selfish thing, Right. but yes, it is selfish and that's okay to be selfish because to be the best version of you, you need to to be be a little bit selfish. Absolutely. How do you, how do you feel? How do you, you know, keep your cup filled if you're constantly pouring out? Right. Right. And and for you, it's quiet, right? It's whatever it is at home. For me, it's this, right? Like I fill my cup with people. That's right. just the way that it right. is. Right. We're just wired. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's okay. right. Yeah. 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 Kind of thinking about career and, and tough decisions, you know, can you talk about, um, you know, for people who may be going through a difficult time or just lack of understanding in career or, you know, have a potential tough decision that they need to make, whether it's their job. Right. You know, what, what advice would you give? Right. I think people always want that yeah, to yeah. say, okay, like from the leader, what would they say in this scenario when you have a difficult decision and work, what would you say to them? Yeah. I try to make sure sh- if I have a difficult decision, I know something's gonna be a difficult decision. Sure. One of the first thoughts I always have mm-hmm. is who, who's a trusted advisor to me on this issue. Yeah. Who can I talk to about mm-hmm. it? So that's always a calculus I'll go through to try to figure that out. Who sure. am I going to talk to about this? That's mm-hmm. sort of the first step. Mm-hmm. My second step is I'm actually a big list maker. Pros and cons and draw pictures. Do you like to write the list or type Venn it? Venn diagram. 
Oh no, I'm, I, I like to write it. Me too. I like to write Me it. Me too. And then you, <laughs> then you, then you, then you will rewrite it later. I, yes, yes, me too. Me yeah. too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I like to write. And so. it, it, it does, yeah. and I like to cross things off, right. <laughs> no it's, matter how mundane right. it is. So it's a trusted <laughs> advisor. It's a list, and I also one of the um, one of the skills I actually I, I have, mm -hmm. um, which I've tried to tried to actually sort of develop over time. Yeah, is I, I, the word I use. I ruminate a lot. Okay, and so I try not to make quick rash decisions. Mm -hmm. I do give myself a deadline to make sure I'm not slowing people down, sure. not slowing the organization down. Yeah, but I'm I, I think I tend to be good at like sort of taking different inputs. I sort of stew and stew yeah. and stew and think about it, make my list, work on it that way. Talk to your mentors. Talk to talk your mentors. Trust, talk to your trusted is, advisor. Yeah. yeah. And then make a decision. Then you have to work with the team to say, okay, Next we've decided to do this. Yeah. We're all going to shake hands. We're all going to lock hands. Right. We're all, and then we're going to go. No yeah. looking back. I will, I will say, and, and this is unscripted too, where I have been through several M&As before. Yeah. And, and the company, you know, ended up growing and growing. And I will tell you, you all have handled the merger phenomenally. Thank you. So uh, you may not hear that often, but I will tell you it's been done very well. So, yeah. And for the rumination, you. you're not alone. Um, of the 122 informed decisions we make on a day-to-day -day basis, we second-guess 87% of them. And that's a really? study. I do a presentation on decision-making yeah. in HR. I hope um, I'm not doing that. That sounds exhausting. And in terms of unconscious decisions per day, we make over 35,000. So the rumination is a thing. It happens. A lot right. of people do it. And, uh, you know, it's a... Uh, it, but the reason you need your list... Mm -hmm is so you don't lose your ruminations, yeah. right? You need to know right, what those four or five or six or seven things are. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. So, yeah. I think, yeah, we're getting close, but you mentioned some skills. What are the skills you're talking, like you're sharpening right now? Like what are the that skills? I'm working on right yeah, now. that you're working on or just, you know, hey, maybe there's a skill in the future that you want to focus on to develop. Is there one yeah. that sticks out right now? For me, it's about, it's always about team building. Got it. Right, I, I'm... That's an it's something I'm thinking a lot about right now. Yeah, well, I'm trying to work on right now. Sure, um, I'm actually in with our team, sort of trying new techniques and new tactics sure. to see. Sure, because um, I'm always trying to think about like how do we make the most effective team on behalf of UKG to push everything forward, and that's that's a big one right now. Yeah, Julie and I talk a lot about how much you know, kind of the the business world and the weight that managers carry because we expect a lot of our managers, right? right? And, and if it weren't for our managers, we'd have a really hard time. If it wasn't for our frontline employees, we'd have a really hard time <laughs> executing business. What do you expect of your people leaders? Like the people who report to you? Yeah. Execute? Like <laughs> well, there's a, um, there's a, I, I, they're all, like, they need to be in line with the UKG norms. Got it. Right? We talk sure. a lot about we being do. united, kind, and growing. Mm -hmm. Those aren't just good words because they happen to have a U and a K and a G. Yeah. That's actually who we are. And we have to, we have to live that. Yeah. And, um, one, it's the sort of place I think the three of us want to work. Sure. It's just a better place to work at. Right. right. Um, by the way, I think it helps us provide better solutions and, sure. and products to our customers. Yep. Okay. Underneath that, what I want out of leaders, out of managers mm -hmm. is to be able to make those hard decisions. Yeah. Right, I do want them to be high energy. Mm -hmm. I want them to be able to energize others. I do want them to have edge, not an unkind edge, right, with win our norm, but the edge to say, you know what, I gotta make this this hard call. Right. And then to you, right. and then to your last point, then execute, right. then do it. And so those are the 
if we're doing those four things well with, within the, the United Kind and Growing Umbrella, then we've got a great set of managers. Right. It's something that I've, I've learned at this company, and I've, I've been six years, you've been almost five. About four and a half, yeah. yeah. My wife's about to celebrate 10. That's amazing. And, and when we came over, or when I came over, it's been instilled in us from day one, right? Yeah. Like, like the, the, the culture, what we believe, how you should operate, you know, uh, it, don't be rude. Like just simple human being right. things because what we've learned is that when we treat our people better and we treat them like humans, obviously we treat our customers better. Yeah. We treat those yeah, around us It's all related. It is a virtuous so, cycle. It, it, it really it is. is. And yeah, it's, it's hard to describe. I, there's so many folks who want to join UKG. Right. Um, I, I get I get asked all the time, um, hey, can you fi find a job for me? <laughs> right. and it's, I'm like, I wish that I could, you know, yeah. <laughs> you yeah. can apply here. But, um, you know, what we've built and what you've built, um, you know, has been uh, really remarkable. And you know, not without its challenges, but it's the way that we overcome those challenges and the solutions that we, you know, put into place and the customers that we help, right? right that really make it, make it all, all worthwhile. So, yeah. So yeah. we'll finish with this last question before we take off. This or has been we so much fun. Yeah, thanks, man. We appreciate it. <laughs> Two so years. Fun. You know what I mean? We've had like 12 conversations yeah. finally doing it, but uh, finish on a high note. If you had a day to yourself, how would you spend it? A day to myself. Yeah, no like, work. Like, yeah, no work. Can't can't open your email. You got to turn your notifications off. Like, how would you spend it? Um, can I choose the day of the year? It Whatever. Is? Yes. It's, hey, it's your world. Thanksgiving with my family. <laughs> yeah, Aww. that's Good my favorite day of the year. Aww. Is that's, it? Is it the family and the food? It's the family and the. It's the process. Yeah, it's yeah, the yeah, process. Yeah. We yeah. start to talk about yeah. it weeks ahead of time. Yeah. We look forward to everyone being there. That's awesome. Yeah, um, we get that. It's a, it's a, that's, I got, I'm blessed. I have a wonderful, wonderful family, and yeah, that's the, um, what's the best day I can imagine? Spending. What's the best food on the Thanksgiving table? Your best go -to. food Your go -to. on the Thanksgiving table. Yeah. You got to be careful how you answer this. Too. It's a tricky one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a tricky. This is not a, an approved question. No, I think the. The garlic chive mashed potatoes are a big hit. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. okay. Um, the homemade cranberry sauce is more popular than you think it is. Yeah. I, I know. I like jelly cranberry sauce. I love it. You like from the, a can? When, back when I was a kid, I would, ha yes. Yeah. From a can, yes. Yeah. <laughs> when, um, when we had Thanksgiving, um, I would have my own can. Yeah. They would give me my own can because I'd eat the whole thing if I didn't yeah. have my own can. I learn something new every day. Well, something I do. Day. I do all of the. Um, I do all the Thanksgiving prep. I do all the cooking. Oh, do wow. you really? All of it. Okay. That's amazing. For all the holiday, it goes a little bit to the introvert thing. So are you deep fried turkey or are you? Uh, no, I'm not. I'm not deep fried turkey. Yeah. I am. I am. Um, Interesting. Oven roasted turkey. Yeah. But there is there is a artery clogging amount of butter. <laughs> Between it's the carcass of the curtain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that's good. Well, Chris, as we do on every episode, Drew and I like to finish <laughs> out with, you know, what did you find your purpose in today? So I'm going to start with you because we didn't ask you first. Jules, what did you find your purpose in? Today? Oh, my gosh. Putting me on the spot. What did I find my purpose in? I found my purpose in, um, you know, I, I think that it's just so nice to be able to have this conversation with you and to get to know you on a little bit of a different level. Um, and that's definitely my purpose. You know, my purpose is, is always to, uh, to, to learn as much as I can from others, you know, and, and I learned so much from you. So thank you. Well, thank you. That's mm -hmm. so kind. Mm -hmm. Great. Doing, doing this. Yeah. This is a real highlight. I've been looking.
I know, we talked about it. We talked about it. I've London for an hour? I've been looking forward to this for months. This yeah, yeah. is super fun. I have, a, I have enormous sort of respect and gratitude for what the two of you do. Thank you. And, and how you do it and how you make UKG show up every single day. We wouldn't be who we are without you. Thank you, Chris. And, it's, and, and this, this podcast is just so cool. <laughs> and um, I'm happy to be here. And I'm just trying to win a repeat visit. <laughs> <laughs> At, 20, at this rate, 2027. It's true. Is a true culture differentiator. And to be able to have the privilege of sitting down with people like you, Pat, by the way, should we list off? We got our chief people officers coming. Brian Reed is our DIMV leader. Yeah. You know, we have so many cool guests coming up to do exactly this. Yeah. It's not normal. Yeah. yeah. We have a, we have a, they're a great team. team. And, 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 you know, speaking of team, I'd also like to finish out by thanking all of the folks who have helped to make this happen as well. Um, It it takes a village. It takes a team. And and we appreciate everyone from, from our team, Human Insights, also, you know, uh, social media folks, uh, PR folks, uh, everybody. So thank you so much. Yeah. Chris, appreciate it. Thanks, Chris. Great. See you soon. Uh Cheers, man. (laughs) That was great.